Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 102 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Well, the final roster is set for the third championship season of Athletes Unlimited Softball, which will run from July 29th to August 28th, with all games returning to the Chicago area at the Parkway Bank Sports Complex in Rosemont, Illinois. Athletes Unlimited Softball features 35 athletes with national team experience among its 60 competitors, including 19 former Olympians, playing 30 games over four weeks. Tickets can be purchased at auprosports.com slash tickets, and all games will be broadcast live exclusively on ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN+. Nine former guests of ours will be competing this season, and I can't wait to watch. Athletes Unlimited Softball is building on the recent wave of momentum for women's softball, including Athletes Unlimited recent expansion, AUX Softball, in San Diego, which drove a 74% increase in viewership, a 268% increase in social media engagement, and a 783% jump in web traffic to auprosports.com over comparable periods that the year before. That's absolutely incredible. If you haven't checked out AU Softball and you're in the Chicago area or you have ESPN, I highly advise you to do so. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with Arizona State Sun Devils alum and current head coach at Central Arizona College, Maddie Hackbarth. Maddie had a stellar NCAA career, getting her start at Fresno State before transferring to Arizona State, where she would go on to become an All-American. She most recently competed in Athletes Unlimited AUX in San Diego, where she finished an impressive 21st in the point standings. We're going to talk to Maddie about getting her start in the game, her recruiting process, the transfer to Arizona State, an epic game that her and her twin sister Kendra had, and her time at Athletes Unlimited, and much, much more. Maddie was an absolute pleasure to chat with, and I'm very excited to see what the future holds for her moving forward. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Maddie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. How's things going down in Arizona today? 
they're good. Uh, a little warm. I got a good workout in this morning. Um, a little cardio, a little lift. Um, and, you know, doing some meal prep. Right <laughs> Trying on. to get back into shape. You know, getting out of being a student athlete. It can be a little rough on the body, but um, <laughs> got to get back in the gym and stuff. But, you know, it's a little warm out. Um, gotta love Arizona in the summertime. Well, it's only 108 degrees. That's cold, isn't it? <laughs> Some people, maybe, but I don't know those kind of people. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? Like, I'm on the east coast of Canada here, and like for the next three days going forward, it's 86, feeling like 99. So, I mean, for us, that's uh, that's pretty warm. Yeah, that's insane. I've n- I've never been able to have the opportunity to go out to Canada. Um, my older brother um, and his son, my nephew, they've been up to Canada, Canada a couple times for uh, BMX racing. So, oh, nice. Uh, hopefully, one day I'll be able to make my way over there. Right on, right on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite it, in the summer. Actually, the only, we we only really have a bad three or four weeks of winter, and that's it. it on the East Coast, anyway. So, I mean, other than that, mm-hmm. it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Love to hear that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess, uh, first off I got to while it's relatively still fresh, uh, congrats on the new head coaching gig at, uh, central Arizona college. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> how, uh, had that, had that all come about anyway? Um, uh, my friend, she, uh, who I played at, um, ASU with, she was working there. Um, and, you know, knew kind of that I was given lessons and whatnot and um, that I would wanted to get into coaching. And so she uh, she, t- she had me come out to a practice one day in the fall and um, got to talk to the head coach and kind of see, you know, if we can work some things out, you know. Um, and so got to go out there, be a part of the last maybe month and a half of the fall. Um, loved it out there. And then, you know, got to got to coach during the spring, see what season's all about. Um, never done the JUCO route. Um, I've, I've heard of JUCOs. Um, there's nothing against JUCOs. After being around it, it's very eye-opening. Um, a lot of talent go through the program. Um, about five, five of our sophomores have moved on to um, – a university on very good um, offers and scholarships. So that's very rewarding and probably the biggest thing that, you know, I've taken from the first year of coaching and um, the head coach at this last year, uh, Shelby Davis, she actually got the head, the AD job at the school. And um, so I decided to take my shot and apply for the job. And I'm happy that I, I got it. And, you know, get to give my knowledge and, you know, my experiences and stuff to, to these younger kids that are coming up. It's always been a goal of mine to be a head coach. Um, and I'm happy that I'm getting to start that process and that, that career, um, a year out of college. I'm very happy about that and, and honored, you know, not a lot of people get to get the opportunity. And so I'm going to make sure that I take advantage of it, um, and get the girls out where they want to go. Um, so yeah. Yeah, not too. It's, yeah, you don't see it too often that you know you're just uh, one year removed from college and you're getting a head coaching gig. And and I mean, so I mean, what's the uh, what do you find, what what do you see as the biggest difference between uh, JUCO and and you know Division One? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I think kind of just the pace of the game. 
um, just the schedule in general, like, you know, routines a little bit different for these student athletes at this level. But, you know, our job as coaches is to, to prepare them, you know, use what, what we know and, uh, make sure that they're getting their schoolwork done. Make sure that they're getting one percent better. You know, I took that away from a from Coach Ford. Um, and what I learned when I was playing for her at ASU was, you know, every day you're going to get one percent better. Um, whatever that looks like for you individually, you know, you're going to put in the work and you're going to do that. Um, so kind of just ingraining that into these kids' minds, um, whether that's in the classroom, whether that's, you know, making breakfast in the morning <laughs> or um, between the lines. Um, and I think just just honestly the routine every day. And I mean, I could sit here and say the uh, the level, but uh, of like ball in general. But I think it also comes down to the coach. Um, what are you willing to sacrifice for these kids to get to to be at that level? So that way, you know, when they're there, they're not shocked. They're not culture right. shocked. You know? Yeah. Um, what's the best way for you to make sure that they're prepared for, you know, the juggle and the struggle that they're, they might go through. Um, if you can help them a little bit better, make it harder here that way, when, (laughs) when it gets to the next level that, you know, they're going to sit and, you know, be proud that they went through what they went through. That way they're prepared for when they get to the next level, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, well, we have a little thing that uh, we like to kick off the podcast with. I, I know we're six minutes in already, but uh, hey, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's our show. Uh, Never too late. <laughs> no, exactly. So I call it quick pitches. I'm going to throw out some uh, random questions to you. And uh, oh, man. oh, you must you love these, don't you? <laughs> I'll be honest, though, I've never been able to. Uh, I've always like kind of had these things and I've never... I'm like, uh, and then something random, but you know what? I, I am excited for okay. it a little, but let's do it. I, I call it quick pitches. You don't have to answer quick. I it's, okay. Anyway, first one, if you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, chicken, jasmine rice, any, any kind of vegetable. Nice. Nice. Uh, biggest thing you miss at Arizona state. Um, Coach Ford. Good one. Uh, best walk-up song you've used? Oh, um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Marvin Gaye. That was a song that... Um, Get out of here. What? From the movie Stepmom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was my favorite movie growing up, and me and my mom would um, sing it um, during All Over the House. We would kind of reenact that, that uh, bedroom scene. Yep, yep. But yeah, um, I use that as my walk up, um, you know, in dedication to my mom and just everything that she's done for me. So nice. I wouldn't be where I am now without her. And so I think, and honestly, that's probably the best thing, you know, just good vibes, yep. a little calm. You don't want to get too crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, if something, you know, look back on that and, you know, you have that memory and, and using that, it probably, it definitely would put you in a, you know, like a, a, a calm demeanor going to the plate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one. If you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where is it? Hawaii. Hawaii. I am actually, my dad's um, part um, Hawaiian. So to be able to go back and kind of get a little bit closer to my roots. Right on. Uh, kind of figure kind of what that lifestyle is. I would, I would love to do that. Right on. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, which one is it? Hmm. <laughs> 
my junior year when we played Utah. Um, we won in what, what was the score? 18 17. Yeah, that, that game. I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> me, and, me and my sister had multiple home, multiple home run games. We had hit the uh, home runs in the same inning. Um, so I, if I can go back and kind of relive that with her, um, that would be great. Um, I know that that was exciting just in general for the program and, and to set history like that and play with my sister my whole life. So mm-hmm. to be able to set records just in general and, you know, bring that kind of atmosphere to – to Farrington, that was really cool. Right on. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more here. Favorite TV show growing up as a kid? Ooh, um, Full House. Ah, oh, nice. Good choice. Mm. Can't be Uncle Jesse and Danny and Joey. <laughs> no. You might just be glued to the TV when that came on. Yeah. Last one. Uh, your favorite uniform color combo with the Sun Devils. Ooh. When I first, my first couple of years, it was probably the all black, but I think, you know, I'm actually staring at my frame jersey right now. And it was the, uh, like the throwback devils, um, white with the, the gold sleeves. Oh yeah. Yeah. We wore that one a lot this last year. And so, um, I, I really fell in love with it. Um, that's probably my, my favorite white, white pinstripes or the uh, stirrups with the multiple colored mm. stripes on it yeah man you guys had Spark- so many you guys favorite. had so many color combinations it was ridiculous no it was insane and then even for them to switch it up this last year with um, the gold uniforms oh, and right. the white they they did a little vintage throwback look and at first i was like i don't know but then I still don't know about it, but it was kind of cool just to see like, you know, what they could come up with. Mm. What, what, I mean, what's it like getting all the, you know, you know, when you, it's, I guess we'll call it swag day when you get all your stuff (laughs) at the beginning of the season and you're like, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff here. It's insane. Everybody's, you know, everybody that gets asked that question, I feel like says, you know, it's like Christmas, Hmm. you know, you're, you're like, you open up the bag and you're like, oh, there's that. And then wait, there's that. And then there's that. And it's just like an ongoing thing. Um, at ASU, you know, you, you, you had to work for that, for that gear. And so I, mm. I truly enjoyed, you know, being able to kind of have that, that accountability and responsibility that it's on you. If you want to have that gear and represent the school that you need to, you know, put in some work, uh, you had to pass your running test coming back from break in order to get the new gear. But, um, you had that, you had glove day, um, you came back from break, you had more gear. Um, you go to regionals, you get gear, you go to supers, you get gear, you go to the world series, you even get more gear. Jeez. It's just an ongoing thing. You break a bat, you get a new one. You need new batting gloves. It's right there. Um, something happens to your sock, you get new ones. You rip your pants, you get a new pair. So, um, it was definitely cool, you know, just to be able to have all of that. And then, mm. you know, on top of it, you know, you just feel taken care of. So it's nice. nice. Feeling. And I mean, you know, like you said, you got to, you know, you got to pass the, the conditioning test and everything. I mean, that's something, you know, going forward, you wear it with pride, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's, uh, you work hard for it. So yeah. yeah. Try it anyway, uh, let's move on with your career here. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go back a few years here, Maddie. Uh, tell us how you got your start in the game. I, um, well, I transferred from Fresno State. Um, didn't really know what I was walking into. 
And um, I actually, I mean, when you were little. <laughs> oh, when I was little, I thought yeah. you were talking. Oh, no, 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 little. No, no, no. Um, when you first get your start. Um, I was just a little kid. I, I I was like a little Sandlot kid. Um, just kind of, you know, found a ball, found a glove uh, in the garage, and I was, hey, what do I do with this? <laughs> um, and me and my sister and my older brother just play catch. Um, Sis Bates, she lived down the street, and um, I, me, Kendra, and Sis, we would play in the backyard. If we play wiffle ball, we would just play catch. We would go to the field. Um, we just had an itch for the game. Just, just loved it. Um, and so um, about four years old, we started T-ball and then we were the only three girls on the team with all boys. Um, and it's funny, kind of look back at all those pictures, you know, um, my mom has a picture of me catching gear back there with just tiny. And then um, I remember if it's me or Kendra standing on first base and we're kind of just looking down at this little boy, like, what do you want? <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> um, and then moving on, you know, you, you climb the ladder, you, you know, you go up to age groups and mm. me, sis and Kendra all stayed um, together. We were on, we started on the Yankees with uh, T-ball. Then we went to the Yankettes. Uh, then we went to this, uh, we renamed the team the Mean Girls. Uh, my parents and Sis's mom and Sis's dad were the uh, coaches um, for our our team. And, you know, you went from T-ball to coach pitch to 9-10s where you actually get to, you know, have a live pitcher. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then we went to Smash, um, which is a, a little travel ball team um, where I'm from. And we played one year and then kind of, you know, we all split, but we all stayed in touch because, you know, how close travel ball is. Hmm. You see everybody every weekend. Um, went off to play for the Great Vets. Um, and I was very fortunate that my parents did a lot of research, um, not just for team to team, but the organization itself. Um, they, they wanted to, they wanted the best of the best at each level. And they wanted us to stay in, you know, one, one organization. Hmm. And so that the Great Pets was was it, and we we played the Great Pets twelve U. Uh, me and Kinder actually the first year did not play together. She was on a different team. And funny story, side note: we our teams played each other, and it was so bad that that uh, Kinder unfortunately poor sis, but she lost very badly. And after the game, we just saw her team running, and I was. Um, <laughs> Things and so it was. It was not fun for her. She was like the only one that got on base and all this stuff. And I was man, that sinks. But she didn't want to feel like that ever again. So she had an early life life lesson. And so the next year, she was back with me. Um, and after that, we jumped up to sixteen under. Hmm. Um, and then when high school came around, you know, we had to find a team to play on. We did that for one year, and then after that, we played um, for Dennis Gomes who is now with the NorCal Batbusters. Um, and we played with him since we were four, or 13, 14, mm-hmm. all the way until we graduated. Um, wow. It was definitely nerve-wracking playing, you know, with kids that are, you know, three to four years older than you. Yeah. But definitely happy that they that he invested and he saw something in me and my sister. Um, you know, my dad was on the coaching staff. He, you know, he ran the outfield. And he was also the the liaison, so he talked to all the college coaches um, for our team, and uh, respect him so much to you know not 
be like, oh, there's my daughter, this and that. You know, he, he put other players first, um, even if they're like, no, we're here to see, so, you know, we're here to see your kids. And he was like, okay, but, you know, we have these. So very good man um, for him to, you know, do his job correctly. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Love him for that. Um, just for him to be a part of that was awesome. And then, you know, obviously we went on to Fresno State. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, we, we need we need to be back with Coach Ford. <laughs> There's a reason why um, we committed to Fresno State um, because of her. We love her to death. Mm. I love her. She's like another mom to me. Right. Huge impact on my life. And, you know, been at ASU till I was done. And now getting to coach and be on the other side of things. I got to go play a little bit, you know, about three weeks ago in the AUX series. So that was really fun. You know, I'm excited to see if, you know, hopefully I can play again next year. And now I know kind of what it what it's like and um, yep. to expect and, you know, really get after it next year. Yeah. Now, were you catching right away when you were like first started out or like? So, so no, I, I don't. To be honest, I don't really remember a lot. Like I just look at pictures. I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, I think it, like at that age, you try to just you're really just chasing the ball. Oh yeah. They yeah. hit it back to you like a miss bunt. <laughs> yeah. But we played all over. The, we played infield, outfield. When my parents knew, when our coaches knew that um, a big hitter was coming up, and if somebody would get on base before us or before them, that we would put one of us, either me, Kinder, or Sis, in the outfield, and we would catch the ball that they hit to us, and then we would throw the runner out at first base. <laughs> can't make it up. Can't make it up. And it's, like, so funny because people are like, are you serious? We're like, yeah, we're, like, six or seven, and we're just hosing people. Yeah, hosing people from center. <laughs> um, but when we had those, uh, the smash tryouts, the 10 under tryouts, no catcher showed up. And so my parents were like, oh, here's some gear. You're going to be the catcher. <laughs> and so I got into lessons. I had uh, lessons with um, Missy Corral. She she played at Stanislaus, uh, a school in Turlock, California. And I had lessons with her every day. Um, she's actually the reason why I wear number 23. Um, she wore 23. And one day I had to make a decision on what, excuse me, what number I was going to wear. And so I asked her. And she kind of gave me the backstory as to why she wore it. Um, her sister, that was her favorite number, and her sister had passed away. Oh. Um, and so I have held that number very close to me. I have it tattooed on my arm. Wow. <laughs> but it's definitely been something that I hold near and dear to my heart. You know, Missy was a lot to me. We spent every every day together in the in the heat in our little sandlot field that we had behind a church. Um Every day for, you know, an hour to two hours we would spend together. Um, So I owe a lot of my catching career to her um, and obviously representing 23. And what 23 means to me is a lot of things, but being able to share that kind of story and then, you know, what 23 also means to other people, you know, seeing Mm -hmm. that number on me and kind of what, you know, that number and that uniform inspired other little kids uh, is awesome. You know, not all of you that so i definitely hold all of those little things near and dear to my heart absolutely absolutely now did you love for it right away catching or was it something that you know progressed over time um i loved it honestly it was like just fun to me you know (laughs) 
Oh, I'm in every pitch. This is cool. Well, you're in control the of the game, really. Right? Not so fun part was the blocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not the not so fun part was getting bruises all over your body, and you're like, "Are you serious?" But then the fun part was, oh, I just this ball was in the other batter's box, and I framed it, and it was a strike, and and you didn't swing, so you're out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then throwing people out that was fun too. So I fell in love with it. Um, it was something that came to me naturally. So you know, my parents noticed that and never pushed obviously you know they're like oh you're gonna be the catcher but um they never pushed me you know I played other positions Uh, you know I played the infield I got to pitch too I would go to lessons I'd go to my catching lesson and then I would go in um to where I'd do my lesson outside of where my pitching lesson was going to be and then I would go inside and my pitching instructor Jimmy Dyson he has three lanes and so I would go in there and he and he would stay in one lane and I would catch the other two until I would be in there for three hours. And then I was OK, Maddie, you got to go do your pitching lesson. And then I would pitch and then I'd go home. Did that a couple of times a week. But I love softball. I fell in love with that at an early age. And um, I don't think I ever got drained out of it or lost love for the game. Hmm. Um, I think a hard, the hard lesson that I that I had to learn um and I will tell this to any little kid was whenever you get that full feeling of when you're done eating, you never get that with softball. Cause there's always, there's always room, you know, you never settle that. Oh, you're, you're great. You know, you have all these accolades or whatever you, you know, you get told you're the best. You never let that get to your head. Mm. Some, somebody else that's working twice as hard as you is going to catch up. And, um, I think that was my wake up call my sophomore year of college. My first year at ASU I wasn't proud of. Mm. Um, I knew that I could be better. And after that, I was, I'm never going to be full of softball. I'm always, I'm just going to be a nerd with it. So I'm happy that I went through it. I'm happy that I could share that. And, you know, always a piece of advice to anybody out there. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And that's, I mean, that. So I, as far as catchers go, I mean, I've been, I've been a pitcher for 38 years. I'm actually still pitching and I find catchers don't get the accolades that they rightfully deserve. Cause I mean, they go through everything back there from, you know, us making bad pitches to get, like you said, giving them bruises to making us look good to framing the pitches. So, you know, I mean, catchers, catchers definitely are the, are the biggest part of the game I find. Yeah, it's exciting back there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now, uh, I got to ask about the recruiting process. Like, did I hear, did OU wanted you to commit at a really young age? <laughs> yeah, so um, Oklahoma was mine and Kendra's first ever visit. We were in the eighth grade. Eighth grade? <laughs> we were in the eighth grade wow. um, and we went on a visit and we, we did a camp. We met Kaylani Ricketts and I was looking at it like, oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I was looking at her like, hi. <laughs> um, and I remember specifically at the camp, um, catchers were doing throwdowns and Patty was standing right behind me. And I was, I cannot let a ball hit her. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I have no chest projector. I don't care if I have no mask on. I am taking it to the chin, to the chest, to the stomach. It's not going to hit her. And the ball, like, I caught it and I looked back and she's like looking at Anna. Hi. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. My heart was racing. <laughs> um, and then, you know, after the camp, they decided to talk to us and they offered, um, they offered full ride. And I was, I am 14 years old. I have no idea. 
um, unfortunately they wanted an answer and, um, you know, by the time I got back home and at that point I was, wow, this is real. Mm. Um, and I was, I need to make a list. I need to make a pros and cons of what I want. Um, unfortunately I had to pass because it, I didn't, I didn't know what else was out there. Um, right. and so after that, it was kind of, you know, you're going on visits. I went on a visit to Cal, went on a visit to Washington, you know, camps, um, multiple visits to Fresno state, um, multiple visits to Notre Dame. I don't, I don't know. Many people know, um, we were committed to Notre Dame, um, our sophomore year. That was our first. Oh, commit. wow. Yeah. Um, decided to go a different way after that year. Um, and coach Ford was right there that next day. And we're like, all right, come, uh, we'll come see you when we get back. It's only a two hour drive. <laughs> um, and when, you know, went back and went on probably our eighth unofficial visit, <laughs> couldn't get enough of that place. <laughs> and we left, um, and we went to the, the bulldog shop across the street and I was like, mom, we have to go back. Like, I don't know why I left without telling her that I wanted to come here. And so we called her and said, can you come back outside? So we pulled up and we're like, yes, we're like, yes, we're, we want to play for you. We want to come here and, and be a bulldog. Um, we held up like a shirt. It was like, we want to wear this. Um, it's like a bulldog shirt. And we're like, we want to wear this. Like, yes, we want to come here. Wow. And they're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so it's just really nice to, you know, have that, um, see that out of somebody that they, that, that they want you to you know, play for them. Yeah. It was just cool. I know. I know everybody's recruiting process and experience is different, but I'm very grateful for mine and obviously for my coaches that have been involved and um, been a part of my life and helped with it. You know, obviously my parents. I don't think I'll ever be able to thank them enough for for everything that they've done. You know, mm-hmm. in my life. But I'm happy that I went through. You know, my process. It was. I wouldn't say stressful. I never felt like I needed to make a decision right away. I knew that I had time. I knew that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. Um, and everything was going to play out. Right. Uh, you know, after that first year, you know, we got a text uh, going into our fr- freshman year, you know, coach four, we were in Cabo. <laughs> My family was in Cabo on a little vacay. And um, she sent all of the incoming freshmen a text that, you know, she would, she would be, uh, going to coach at ASU. And at that point, we're like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. Right. Um, and so then we kind of just like waited and kind of just needed to see, you know, what our options were. Um, and it was to fulfill our NLI, you know, play the play that year. You know, I, I enjoyed my teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I made many trips down to Fresno to watch their softball games. And they always recognized me, said hi, carried on a conversation. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't worried about not feeling at home. Um, and I knew too, if I didn't feel kind of okay, that I could go home. And again, it was like an hour and a half drive. I very quick, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, things didn't go as planned that first year. Um, you know, uh, medical stuff got in the way. Um, a lot of meetings of how do I get back on the field, all this stuff, and mm. a lot of empty promises. Right. Um, and at that point it was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to play here anymore. Yeah. Now did, <laughs> and so. Sorry. Sorry. Now do you, did coach Ford have like a lot of 
like, I guess she would have had a lot of connections with, you know, a lot of people in your, fr- a lot of players in your freshman year. Cause I mean, wasn't like, there was a bunch that transferred over there after like you, Kendra, comma, Morgan, mm-hmm. correct. There was, there was nine girls that left after that first year. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. coach Ford definitely must've had an impact on the, <laughs> on you guys. Yeah. And you know what they, you know, I'm not I'm never going to speak bad on a, a program or anything. Right. You know, everybody has their own styles and whatnot. It's just, I think a lot of girls got um, saw or either played for Coach Ford, and they and they love that. Yeah. And um, I think it was kind of a culture shock. And they're like, "Yeah, I don't. I want to go see what else is out there. I want to play." A lot of girls that were there, they didn't get to play. Uh, they got promised, they got told playing time, and then they never saw the field. Um, and so a lot of girls left. And, you know, after that day that uh, we all, you know, the exit meetings and whatnot, obviously the transfer portal was not a thing back then. Right. Uh, and so we had to go through that whole process. That whole process. Um, and the uh, catcher that was – leaving as well she, she had went and got her letter and when I went in um they he the compliance per, uh, guy he called uh the coach and then got off the phone and said that we had to wait for ours and I was well my teammate just came and got hers and they all need to they should all be the same but okay I'll be back Hmm. So came back and got mine, and obviously you know Mountain West is on there because you can't really transfer in, in conference. Um, but that Arizona State University was on there. And at that time, you know the coach can put three of their choosing of universities that uh, they can pretty much block you of three schools. Oh. And so I asked my other teammate, "Can you send me a picture of your letter?" And no schools were on it besides the Mountain West. And I was like, "Okay, well this isn't fair." So at that point it was, you know, we had to get, we had to look at handbooks. We had to look at rules. We had to get in touch with NCAA and it, the whole appeal process honestly took about a month. Wow. Cause we would appeal, we would send a letter in and then the school would take their, cause they have like, you have a time um, and they would send it on the last day of that time. So we're waiting a week and um, we would find another flaw in that. So we would send another appeal back. They would take their time. And at that point, it was, okay, we we need to, you know, this obviously needs to go in front of a panel because that was what was in the rule book and the handbook. And so uh, and Kendra, Morgan Howe, and I were the only three out of those nine players that got the same list that you couldn't go to Arizona State University in the same block. So all three of us on the same day had to go in and we had our, our entire papers. We went in one by one. And, and at that point, um, we didn't know how much time we were going to get. We thought we'd be able to say like our, our entire essay that we wrote. <laughs> and they told us you have about a minute to two minutes to speak. And we're like, um, okay. So we just, we set our case. And I think once I left that room, I had to walk outside and I was just like, a little weight was lifted off me. I was in tears. Um, I was, it's out of my control now. And, mm-hmm. uh, at that point, um, we were getting our results right when we touched down in, uh, ASU for a visit and it was a five to whatever anonymous, you know, you, we won. 
Right. And me and my mom are just sitting there on the, on the plane, just crying, like, oh my goodness, because it was very stressful. Oh, it no was doubt. Heavy. No doubt. Um, but, you know, got to go, go enjoy my time and, and see familiar family faces, you know, mm-hmm. Coach Ford and, and Coach Wynn. Um, we're both moms and, and people that, you know, we, we cared about so much. Um, and so I got to go enjoy the visit and, you know, right before we were about to go leave and I was, where do I sign? <laughs> I don't want to do this again. So please don't leave me, but where do I, sign? <laughs> where do I sign this thing? Cause I'm coming and I will see you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh, and I great. think probably the best, best thing that I, I could have done for myself. And I think, you know, the other two would agree. Yeah. Now, now, were you guys obviously? You guys had to have been welcomed with open arms, open arms right away. Oh yeah, there was tears, uh, happy tears. I think all of uh, each one of our hugs with the coaches lasted about five minutes. Like, did not let go. Nice. <laughs> Coach Wynn picked us up from the airport, and we hugged, 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 and we're like getting honked at, like, "Hey, you gotta go! Like, you gotta move." <laughs> so oh. definitely. Definitely like a moment everybody was waiting for. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So I guess things went, you know, pretty well that sophomore season. I'd say trip to the Women's College World Series for you. What mm-hmm. uh, what was that experience like? Incredible, honestly. In, you know, you always dream of it as a little kid. Like once you start to realize what the softball world is and what college softball is, and you're like, you watch it on TV, but sometimes you have no idea. You're just like, oh, I'm watching softball. Um, I think it, it really clicked for me that that was a real place, um, watching Oklahoma, honestly, and Lauren Chamberlain just absolutely nuking balls mm. into the stands. Um, I was, I want to do that. I want to be in, I want to, I want to be that. I want to be in her shoes. Like I want to be in her cleats in that moment. I want to do that. Um, and so being able to just get on that plane flight and land there, I was, I'm really in Oklahoma city then to get to the hotel and everybody's cheering that in the hotel and they have no idea who you are but you're just like oh my goodness hi hi hey hello how are you <laughs> um and so then, just random random I, people like just like hey <laughs> yeah, just like uh people that worked in the hotel were, it was just like a big old welcome party like like a tunnel oh wow that's um, pretty cool yeah it was it was really cool and then you know the same kind of thing on game day same time when, when you were leaving for practice and um, I think when we got to the field, everything was on a time limit. You had this, you had slotted times. If you were one minute late, that's one minute you're taking away. Like you, mm-hmm. you, we were moving and coach Ford, um, uh, is very big on visualizing yep. and being in the moment. And so we took, uh, bags of dirt from our favorite spot on the field at ASU or, or grass, wherever, um, before we left, we we laid down and she talked to us and we just kind of just like started to visualize what it would look like, what it would feel like, what it would smell like. And we did the same thing when we got there. And the next team that was rolling in, I don't remember who they were. And they were just looking at us like, why are they all laying on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> but we got to like bring that with us and, you know, lay that foundation there. And then at that point, it was like, all right, we're going to work. Uh, getting into that first game. And seeing like how big the stadium was, I was okay, Maddie, you need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna pass out, or G's gonna hit you in the face with the ball because you're not gonna catch it. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I remember was when we played Oklahoma, it was just like like the Red Sea. Like it was like yeah. I couldn't even 
hear myself think or speak. I don't even know what anybody else was saying. Um, but it's just like electric to that stadium. Like mm. it's just a different kind of feeling. Um, and I feel like everybody that's been there can say that. Like it's not it's not a normal feeling. You're not just you're not just out there playing softball. No matter how hard you think that you are, you have to get yourself to just play the game. It is very different. It, it's just like, oh my goodness, there's thirty something cameras just in one dugout, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> everyone's watching. Be on your best behavior. Don't say anything. Yeah. But I don't. It, it just. I think the biggest thing I would feel like is just electric. Like it, you've you almost felt like a, a professional. Mm. You see, you see the MLB, you see all you know the NFL and the, the NBA. Like you see all that kind of stuff, and you you kind of now see now with how they're doing stuff on social media, like their pregame stuff, what they do. Like cameras are everywhere, and so at that point in time, like pro softball wasn't huge, right? And wasn't making a progression to the way it is now hmm. um and so you like i felt like i was a professional like i was yeah. oh my goodness and so i feel like i i feel like you know that and then just the, the word electric i feel like those two things can best describe being on that field in that moment uh with those people um it, it was just insane yeah. and something obviously didn't like the way things ended no. but <laughs> You know, those kind of things I like to hold on to because it motivates you, which is crazy to seem. But like, I, I didn't want to feel like that again, and I, I wanted to get back there to to rewrite history um, in a sense of like when they won, when ASU won back in the day. Rewrite that history, right? Not you know what I mean? Not the not the bad, but mm -hmm. the great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying exactly. Yeah, no, okay. for sure, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked to a, you know, a lot of players on here that have been in that environment and, they, and they've said the same thing. Like they said, you know, it's, it's a totally different animal when you step into OKC. Yeah, it's different. It consumes your whole body hmm. and you have to figure out, you know, how to, how to calm yourself down and, and, and just do what you've been doing your whole life. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, I mean, we kind of touched on a little bit earlier in quick pitches, so there's a game I got to bring up from 2019 season that absolutely blows my mind. <laughs> you guys, in, you guys in Utah, you're down 17, nine going in the bottom of the seventh. You guys score nine and walk it off. Not only, you know, is that incredible, but the fact that you and Kendra combined for five home runs and 11 RBIs is just crazy. So tell us about that game. All right. Crazy is a great, great word. To start with. <laughs> um, I I don't even know. Like being there, it, it never felt like I was losing. No matter how many times I was watching the runs, just the next player just touch home plate and that player, and then just an ongoing like a merry-go-round. And I was, I never felt like we were losing. And I think that's the biggest thing that that young softball players have to understand it is that kind of composure and that kind of confidence that you're never out of the game. Hmm. And, you know, that game is a perfect example is just because you may be down, it's just a number, but you, you follow the plan, you execute, you do the little things, right. A high percentage, you're going to come out on top and you're going to win. Mm -hmm. um, so during that game, I mean, 
Harger has always been, since he stepped on ASU, has been have a plan in the box. You're going to sit. You're going to sit aside pretty much. You're going to sit inside. You're going to sit outside. You, you might be sitting a pitch. Like at that point, the girl's throwing a fastball or a drop ball and, and she's throwing a changeup. So you're either going to sit the hard or you're going to sit soft. Right. Um, I mean, I don't even know how many of ads I got that day, five or six or something. And I was like, all right, we're just going to have some fun now. <laughs> I feel like I know it's coming. And um, I felt like that day I was seeing beach balls and I was, here we go. Yeah. And Again, I never felt like we were losing. So just to have that confidence that, it, you know, in the calmness, you just go in the box, be confident with your approach and your plan and stick to it. Um, when you, you keep things that simple where you're sitting inside or outside, you have a high chance of being on time for that side of the plate. And that's the biggest thing. It, it, and you're swinging at strikes, be on time, swing at strikes. Mm-hmm. And you swing hard get in the box to do damage. That's yeah, exactly. That's, those are the three things that I will, I have taken myself and I have continued to, uh, implement into my teaching. Um, mm-hmm. and I think just that game, it was just like, I, I was just speechless. I mean, when, when Ali Tatnall got up and I was, Oh, it, it, we're doing this. Like, there's no stopping. Just keep them going. And, the funny thing is, and a lot of people don't know unless it's in an article somewhere, but Ali Tatnall thought that she was the tying run. She oh, that's right, too. That. Yes. Yes. She thought she was a tying run. And so to hear that, I was, oh, my goodness, that's so funny. That makes it better. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, it's just do the little things right. And yeah. It usually works out in favor. But um, I think... I think I don't, I can't speak for my sister, but I knew, you know, when I hit a home run, I knew when I honestly knew more times than she did that she was going to hit a run. And when she did it, I knew that wow, we, wait, we just had another game of home runs. Wait, no, we we're in the same inning and we both just hit home runs. <laughs> and I hold up. Did we just do that? That's insane. It's, it's just, it really is. And, it, and it's just like, Something that any anytime anybody asks me, that is probably like the best besides going to the World Series. Mm. Um, that is the memory that I always always say. Oh. Um, it's just crazy because a lot of people thought the game was over. The announcers already announced who who the player of the game was from the other side of the team. And no way, like, really? Yes, yeah, like if you go back and watch the game. Oh wow! And wow. I was well, a little too soon. <laughs> Love both of the announcers to death, but a little too soon. Yeah. So it was just like a lot of things that a lot of people are like, oh, this game's over. It's you're down eight runs. Now, no. Yeah. That's no. hilarious. See, now I, I feel like that, <laughs> see, that game's going to come in handy for your coaching because you can pull that one out of your back pocket for mo- motivational speech if you're down by a few, you know, late in the game. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of my players have, have always, every day there's always something, some new question I get asked. Hey, Coach Maddie. Um, what was it like at being a Hey, Coach Maddie? Do you remember that game? Hey, Co- the, their best one right now is when I missed that squeeze bunt, and uh, when we played Washington uh, my last year, All right, and yeah. Kinder scored on the two runner. Yep. Yeah, and I missed, and they love to give me um, so. <laughs> 
Hey guys, thanks. <laughs> there was no movement. And right when I squared a bun, yeah. I saw a drop coming and I was not prepared. <laughs> well, good thing we knew we practiced two runner yeah. offensive every single day. So and I'm happy that those two were on base. Yeah, really. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Um, okay. I got to ask about the uh, 2020 season. Cause I mean, what were the emotions like, you know, when they canceled that season? Cause you know, at that point you weren't sure if you were able to come back for another season. Correct. Yeah, I was a mess. Yeah. We were actually on our way. We were on a bus on our way to UCLA and we had, we were coming up to our stop. We were two hours into the drive. We we're coming up to the stop, you know, gas station, um, right before getting into California. Um, and Coach Wynn comes closer to where the girls are and told us that the games were canceled, that we're turning around and we're going back. And we're all thinking like, okay, what happened? Um, and Cielo is across from me and all, I just see her just start bawling. And so I go back and, uh, give her a hug and I'm like, it's going to be okay. And at that point I just started bawling and everybody's looking back at the seniors cause we're all sitting in the back of the bus and everybody else starts crying and then finally get back to ASU and we sit down and coach four is just trying to tell us and my head's just down. Mm. Like I just crying like, and the seniors went into Coach Ford's office after that meeting with the team, and she kind of like told us, you know, everything's gonna be okay. We don't know have we don't have a lot of answers, but everything's gonna be okay. And um, I, she looked at me and said, you know, do you you have anything to say? Like, I want you guys to be able to talk to me. And I just I I don't know. Mm. I, I I have nothing to say. Like at that point, like my heart was in my stomach, my stomach was in my my stomach was up in my throat. <laughs> this isn't real life. Like what is going on? Um, and yeah, we we didn't know. And then when it got announced, I was like, "There's no way." Okay, so what does this look like? <laughs> How am I supposed to work out? When when do I get to go to the field and hit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then it was just like, oh, there's lockdown. And I was, oh my goodness, I, I'm going to drive myself insane. But I think a lot of people either had a hard time with COVID and the quarantine or a lot of people came out better. And I think COVID was hard for me, but I, I learned a lot of, a lot about myself during that time. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, we're still dealing with COVID, but yeah. I'm happy that you know fans get to go back and watch and players get to play yep. I and mean, that whole process when we came back was was insane like if you got covid and you were around someone that tested positive for covid you had to sit out for a certain amount of days um the process if you did test positive for covid um you you had this process you had to go get all these the couple heart um um tests done and and the scheduling of that was just insane because mm. You went to the school for that, but you had they had to call you. And at that time, you know, you have multiple sports going on, so it got prioritized that football went first, right? And so then the other heart test was outsourced to at a different location in in Scottsdale, and it took me five weeks to get back on the field. Um, wow! And 
Um, it was, okay, you go get it done. Okay. It's going to take a week for results. Okay. You got to wait to get this done. Okay. It's going to take another week for those results to come back. And it was just like, it was just a waiting game. And I was sitting here, I'm, I'm going crazy because during quarantine at that time, I was working out every day. Um, I was hitting every day. Like I was just, hmm. I'm in go. Let's, let's do it. When does practice start? I want it. Let's get after it. Like when are the scrimmages start? Because I want, I want, I want to welcome some freshmen to ASU. Like I want to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like kind of in a little panic mode and I was like, the fall is where you put all the, put in all the work. Like you got to get ready. Like this, I want to show my coaches that I like, I'm here to finish it. Like I'm here to do yeah. this thing. How how uh, long how long after was it that you guys got word that you were able to come back as you know to redshirt? Um, when did they? What was it? A week after? A week or two after? I think. Yeah, I didn't think it was that long. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, that had to be a relief, though. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then we kind of waited. You know, we didn't know at that time. You mean obviously you're finishing up school. Yeah. Um. So. I um, was focusing on that, kind of just making sure. I, I didn't really do a lot of softball. Um, obviously, I didn't know where to go. Um, and then around May, I got a uh, trainer, Jaden, who is still my trainer, one of my best friends. Um, and I got a nutritionist. Her name's Sam. Still with her. Nice. Um, and kind of really heavily invested into myself. I was seeing a sports psychiatrist. Um, I was working out every day, sometimes twice a day. Um, if I, I couldn't sleep, I was at that when they opened up, you know, ASU and stuff, I would I'd go hit. Or if they're not, I was going to D-Bats and I was hitting. It's a hitting facility that, you know, I would go um, hit at, you know, spend like 20 bucks to go hit for like 30 minutes and during that time, it was over the summer, I had uh, Miley McElmore. Um, she was, I had brought her in to work out with me. So we would go work out and then we would go hit. And it was the same routine every day. Hmm. Um, and so that was fun. Uh, a lot of uh, some other people that, uh, Bella Loomis and uh, Marissa Schultz, both were some other people that, you know, brought in. Um, Kendra worked out with me too. So, you know, one thing that coach Ford told me is, and you can, you can become this great person and this great athlete, you know, on your own, mm. but you're not the only one out on the field. Right. You know, leaders, leaders lead leaders bring. Yeah. Um, and at that point it, it was kind of, well, I want to lead. I want to be a leader. Um, I want you to have confidence in me that, you know, I'm going to put this team on my back and we're going to go. Yeah. Um, came up with the slogan on the boat. Um, and everybody was on board with it. Um, no pun intended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, um, got to a point where like, you know, you have hours at at ASU, obviously any, any program you have hours. Um, we would ask like the GAs or just other teammates to stay. Hey, let's go hit some more. Yeah. Can you hit me fungo? Can you hit me some gravel? Yep. Let's do it. We would be, we would be there. We we would ask to put the lights on between eight and, and uh, midnight. And we were there that time, just hitting on the field, just ball after ball after ball. Nice. Um, I would even do that sometimes on myself, you know, when I needed some yeah. to escape a little bit. Um, it was funny one night, the lights were all on and, and um, there's like, those, uh, those like emergency, you know, police things that you, the buttons. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, 
and right center. Like, I, I don't even know, maybe 20 feet past the fence. Um, and I had hit the button from home play off the tee. And I was, oh, my goodness, a cop is going to show up here and looking around. And I'm the only <laughs> one here. And I'm like, okay, Maddie, pick him up. You got to go. <laughs> this is not happening. That's amazing. I was like, I, was like I just did that. And then, you know, um, another thing that, you know, I, I missed – Jazz Hill, we we were in a hitting group together and uh, the palm trees, I would hit the palm trees at practice. And I was like, all right, which one am I aiming for today? And she's like, that one right there, hit, hit, the, hit the palm tree right there. And she would just jump up. Like it was like the best thing. Like she had one uh, stuffed animal at the carnival. Come out. It just like, it just made me happy. Cause you know, she was a freshman at the time and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like team bonding. Yeah, absolutely. And something that she always, um, always told me, you got to hit the palm tree. So nice. there's little things like that. Yes. Well, I mean, the obvious, obviously the, that hard work paid off. I mean, cause you know, that final season, all American hit 384, tied a single season home run record at the time with 20. I mean, I mean that had been, you know, a special way to finish it out though. Yeah, of course. You know, everybody, I feel like um, even if they don't want to admit it, they have their own kind of, accolades that they strive for you know everybody wants to be an all-american you know their school records everybody's i mean look at jossie right just yeah. a beast <laughs> you know um and obviously home run record was something that you know i've strived for um never thought that everything else that came with it would come mm-hmm. you know and never, i don't want to sound cocky when i say this because i'm not a cocky person but right. like again i really enjoy you know Every everything that comes with the being student athlete, and that's including the fans. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would have that image to be like, oh my goodness, like to have fans like that, they, that love you, that genuinely love you. Right. You know, the light up kid, little kids' faces. And so I never really thought that I would have that image, but you know, again, hard work does pay off. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, obviously not thrilled with the way season ended. You know, everybody you know, right. wants to get back. I think at that time, um, I personally was going through stuff. Um, everybody knows now, you know, I, I have kind of spoke my story with, right. Because I had type one diabetic. Um, so that's kind of when it all hit. Um, I don't like to say a lot of this stuff just because like what I'm going to say next, I don't talk about it because people look at me like I'm crazy, but like I did play somewhat kind of blind during regionals. Um, at that point, the blood, the sugar in my blood and behind my veins and my eyes, um, was like just full force ahead and did not have the best vision. And at that point I was like, I got to pull myself out. I, I can't even see. Like, how are you I catching just, the ball? Like really? I, I, I was wondering like, how I, are you catching the ball? Bucks, guardian angels. I, my glove, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Um, I really couldn't. And it was, it, it was to a point where like I could close my eyes Okay, focus. Mm. But at that point, the strain on my eyes and the pace of the game was moving so fast that it couldn't catch up. That I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I gotta pull out. I gotta get out of this game. I'm gonna seriously hurt myself. I'm gonna have two eye patches on my face and not gonna be able to have eyeballs. Um, so I'm not happy with that mm. ending. You know, I I wanted to to do more. Yeah. And, well, that had to be that had to be tough for you to pull yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was very frustrated that I wanted to break something. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh. And but I knew that, like I, I, I told the trainer, and I looked at him, and I said, "I'm done." That last game, and I said, "I'm done." I, 
I, I can't see. I can't even see you. I don't even know how I'm talking to you right now. And I went down. There's a, like, you go down and then you go back up. There's like a door to go back up into like a locker room. Right. And at that time, we're the visitors. So it's like, I can't go into my own locker room and scream. So there was like a table up there that had like from NCAA that had like snacks on it. And I just grabbed that table and I was just like, just like holding back tears because I knew that I couldn't. I didn't have time to cry right now. We had game left. I needed to go be that Maddie right. of a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was tough because I kind of felt like uh, there was a sense of uh, that everybody gave up. Oh, really? And no coming back. And, you know, to have that feeling that, that I did in that Utah series to, to then having that feeling like, Oh my goodness, I let them down, hmm. you know? Um, and it wasn't fun. And I felt like I, I let a lot of people down, uh, you know, my fans, my family, myself, my sister, uh, my teammates, hmm. coach Ford, um, in that moment. But I knew that it was all going to be okay. Right. Um, you know, everybody's going to go on with life and, and it just wasn't, it wasn't our year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I got to say that I went to the world series. And so I had to keep telling myself, you, you went there and he gave coach Ward everything he had. And that was one thing that after every year they kept telling, okay, we got half of you this year. We got 75% of you this year. We want all of you. And I was like, all right. You're going to get it. Yep. Just break yourself. <laughs> Got in shape and Coach Ford looked at me and she says, You're too skinny. I said, No, Coach Ford, I'm fit. Watch. Watch how my numbers jump when we when we go on hit tracks. Like eighty something exit below. And I, see, I'm not skinny, I'm just fit. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell me you eat more. I was like, Coach Ford, I'm having like six meals a day right now. Like, I don't know how much more you want. Me. <laughs> like, yeah. So oh, that's awesome. That's, so I mean, what's life like now being a type one di- diabetic? Oh, I wish there was words that type one diabetics can explain their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I have a cousin that's one. I have a cousin that's one. So I, I you know, I, I see what he yeah. goes through. Yeah. And it's, um, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't have sugar. And it's like, no, yeah. <laughs> not it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's been a roller coaster. Honestly, it's been a lot of learning and it. And it's something that, you know, I can honestly say that I, I don't think I will ever, fully understand or accept or come to come to peace with I felt like you know after I posted about it and I was well I feel better now because there's highs and lows literally of your blood sugar every day and um and it was just like it's not just the blood sugar it it affects your whole body it affects your mood it affects your brain it affects your your well-being you know and it's never going away you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Type two, you can, you can, you know, work your butt off and eventually, you know, over a course of time, get rid of it. Yep. Type one's never going away. You know what I mean? It's something that, you know, once you get it, you got to figure it out in a sense of for yourself. So that way nothing negatively happens to you down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't understand that it is physically in your blood and your blood is a key part of living living <laughs> um, so um people still to say oh i'm sorry you can't have that i was like i can have that i just need medicine to eat it right right <laughs> um and so you know now i am on a pump um, i got on a pump before i went to aux um a big thing that i'm, I'm learning is you know working out is is important 
but a lot of people like for my case like if I go and lift weights and I, I do a leg day um my blood sugar is going to rise mm-hmm. because I'm pissing out whether if I and if I'm doing an upper body day it's going to stay neutral if I'm doing cardio it's going to go down so it's just a lot of stuff that I've had to figure out but I feel like um I've I fell in love with the gym during quarantine and so I want to be able to use my experience not just for softball um kids and a boy or girl that you know are diagnosed and love the sport um but also for for gym rats you know people that love to work out like I want to be an advocate you know I want to be able to learn more about it and you know come up with my own slogan come up with my own yeah. merch and stuff and just kind of be the outlet I feel like you know someone told Scotty Graham told me um he's one of the football coaches now at U of A when he was at ASU he used to go see him all the time. Um, he told me that what he sees in me and what he thinks my purpose in life is to love, serve, and to care. And ever since that day, I have it clicked, and I was, "You're absolutely right." Wow. And I've held on to it, and I, I've done my very best to um, implement that and to it, to do that every single day. The hardest thing I had to learn was I needed to do that to myself first before I can do to others. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with the diabetes thing, it, it's really, a really huge to do it for myself because like, I, I have to know, you know, high and low, even though the sensor's telling me the sensor could be wrong. You know, it could be crooked in that, that needle could be crooked into your arm yeah. and not, you know? And so it's definitely been a roller coaster, but, um, and it's that roller coaster. I'm never getting off that roller coaster. That's right. Yeah. Um, it, it's always going to change. You know, you, you never, I don't think I'm going to get used to every three months going for a checkup, you yeah. know, getting blood drawn and I, my veins are not popping. So <laughs> it's, it's not fun to go get those, those needles shoved in my arm. Yeah. But if you keep working um, out, if you keep working out the way you are, they're going to be like the way you're thinking, see, I like the way you're thinking. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, certain foods that, you know, affect it more, you know, yeah. um, that way, I can kind of make my life somewhat normal for me that way, you know, there's mood swings, you know, there's, there's a lot of things I've noticed that when, um, I'm high, I don't feel good. Right. I'm tired, fatigued for the first year of my diabetes. I was living in the, the 180 to 300 range. It could, we couldn't figure it out. No matter how much insulin I was pushed through my body, we could never really figure it out. Um, and so now the pump, like it's, I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's easier to manage. Um, but you know, when I go low, it's like, um, uh, what, what, what am I kind of shaky a little bit, but I get very irritated, irritable, like just, lash out on anybody that's in sight and it's like i'm so sorry i did not mean to i just like looked at my thing and it said that i'm at like 50 so do you have any candy that i can borrow, yeah, give me please? a donut like, would you give me a donut like, <laughs> 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 um yeah you know it's a it's a constant battle you know i'm yeah not used to living with a, a headache 24 7 but yeah. i mean i would rather have it and be living and not be living at all. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you have this platform that you have that you can, you can use to, you know, promote awareness on it. Correct. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm working on it. It's definitely something that, you know, I, I want to do. Yeah. Well, well, you're new with it, right? So why so. I got into coaching was, you know, to, to change someone's life. You know, I want to impact someone. I want to inspire somebody. I want, I don't want to think people have to stay stuck mm-hmm. where, you know, people come from certain backgrounds and they think that, you know, that's just their life. No, like you work hard for what you want. You're going to get it. Yep. You know, and, Something that I, I learned um, and something that this reason why I want to impact someone's life. And if I can do that in, in, in different ways, I'm take full advantage of that. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Nate, yeah. You, you touched on AUX there. Uh, how cool was that experience for you? It was really cool. I, I honestly didn't know what to expect. Um, and I think it happened at a very perfect time in my life. Um being able to just kind of revisit softball. Yeah. Um, something I've loved my entire life, but I really fell in love with playing like all, all aspects of it. Um, and so just to be able to have that opportunity and, you know, that to also another person see like, what, what about Maddie Hackbar? you know, and, and to get that text sent, um, from Sam Fisher, Hey, do you want to play? And I'm like, yeah, where do I sign? I love Again, Sam. Sam is the you best. Know, yeah, love her. And I was so happy that I got to be on the team and I was, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, didn't really know what to expect going in. And I was, you know, I'm just gonna do my best to go in there, like, and just try do my best to play softball mm-hmm. and to make memories this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't know if I'm going to get it again. So I'm going to do my best to make the best of it. Uh, got to play with people. I never thought I would, mm-hmm. um, got to make friends with people that I never thought I would. Um, and so, and just AUX, AUX and AU just in general, mm-hmm. what it's doing for women, let alone in their life, but also through the sport and giving them the opportunity to, you know, make it somewhat of a career. Yeah. Um, and, and it's huge, you know, I think our sport, just softball in general is, is growing, you know, worldwide, nationally, you know, on TV, everybody wants to look at those ratings after the world series, but, you know, good to be on ESPN who would have thought that, yeah, you really. know, anybody, you know what I mean? And so just, even though, you know, maybe I didn't play as much, but just to have the opportunity to just be there, it, it was awesome. Mm. Um, and I, I, I hope that, you know, they wanted me to go to AU. Um, Victoria Hayward reached out and, you know, I was like, let me, I just got my job. Let me, let me reach out to my boss and kind of see like some dates. And, you know, unfortunately it, it, it didn't work out. Um, I would be in and out of market too much. Right. Um, being able, you know, having to come back for meetings and first day of school and uh, move in day and all that stuff, you know, responsibilities. So she's like, you know, AUX next year and we'll see about AU as well. Um, you know, get your feet wet and all this stuff. So, you know, just to be able to have kind of like the potential to go do it again, um, is, is cool. You know, not a lot of people get the opportunity. So happy that my name's even still in the conversation. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I preach about it all the time on here. I love AU like ever since it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was an outlet when the pandemic you know, was going on and, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just the whole format of the, the draft every week. And it's just a different twist for the game that I feel, you know, it, it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's awesome. Yeah. I've watched it since the first season and happy I got to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully again later on there in AUX next year, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. 
Now, uh, we have a little thing that uh, we like to end the podcast with. Um, call it player association. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some names to you, and you can say as much or a little as little about them as you want. If you have a story, let it fly. Okay. All right. First one you, you touched on her right off the get go. Sis Bates. I love her. <laughs> um, so funny thing, um, not a lot of people know, and I think you know it's awesome to be able to have a platform where you to kind of tell a little couple fun facts. Um, Sis, obviously her name is Nicole. Mm-hmm. Her middle name is Lynn. My middle name is Lynn. Kinder's middle name is Nicole. So what? What? we all found that out. We're like, oh my God, we're like attached. Like, <laughs> um, That's amazing, and, actually. Yeah. So we always just like look at each other and um, she is somebody, there's only a handful of people that call me by my real name, which is Madison. And Sis is one of them. Um, and I mean... Even if we didn't play together, we, it still felt like we were on the team, like mm-hmm. team together. Like anytime she got on the box, it was hi sis. <laughs> um, and I was happy that I got the opportunity to play with her, but just to be able to be at that next level, the pro level, yeah. you know, um, it was just a um, full circle moment. And we both talked about that while I was driving and she was flying down to San Diego. Um so, you know, a little fun fact about sis and all of us. <laughs> she put, she, she put on a show at AUX, I gotta say. Like, oh, did she? Oh, someone needs jumping. to give her, someone needs to give, I felt so bad. I wanted to give her like, rip out the knee pads from my shin guards. And, okay. <laughs> Here, I just know that dirt hurts, but you know what? Yeah. You keep making them plays, just yeah. not when I get up, please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you did that in college. You don't need to do it here. Like, oh, you're good. Just let me get one. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, there's money involved. I have to. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can do that. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> like, this is my job. Yeah. Um, All my right. paycheck? So please no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next I have is uh, Allie Tatnell. Oh, I love her. I'm supposed to get on the phone call with her and catch up. She is still in Tempe, um, but I called her the walk-off queen. Um, she is just a bundle of joy just to be around. Um, and just even like for her, I would love if she could just tell her story. Cause I mean, she kind of went on the same kind of fitness journey as I did. And, you know, kind of, she loves to love, but she loves herself. And she kind of went through that same process with me during quarantine. And, um, we came really close our senior year, uh, even a super senior year. Um, I would go over to her, her apartment and um, she would teach me how to play guitar and we would sit there and we would just play. I mean, I was terrible. She was great, <laughs> but it was a lot of uh, bonding. Um, and she honestly is one of my best friends. Like we don't always have to talk a lot, but I know that if I text her, Snapchat her, call her, mm-hmm. she's one going to text me back or she's going to get back to me later. She's going to call me back, whatever it is. Um, she's always there. But just to be able to see um, her just ex- accept everything. She was the, like, what's the word I'm looking for? When you get into a college program, you have to find your role. Mm-hmm. She's a perfect example of knowing what her role is and just being awesome at it. If, if she's a DH, she's going to get in and take her hacks. Yep. If she wasn't playing that day, she's going to make sure that that dugout is, is hype. All the cheers going on, the clapping, ba- bouncing around, dancing. She just was everybody's bundle of joy. You look at her and you automatically smiled. And it just made your day. 
you know, just to have someone be that happy around you. Um, it, I, just, I, I love her <laughs> again, walk off queen. Yeah. Um, she is awesome. I love her as a human being and she's, she's just great. The ultimate team player is. What, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, two more here. Uh, you may have touched on her a little bit here. Uh, Coach Trisha Ford. She's like my second mom. I love her so much. She has taught me a lot about myself um, through the sport of softball. I have obviously, you know, everybody has their ups and downs. And um, she really got a lot out of me. She really pushed. She knew when to push and when and, and to win that kind of hold. But I love that out of her. There was a, during my recruiting process, there was a point in time I was like, I, my coaches need to have kids. I need to know that I'm be taken care of. I was coached, um, except for two, during travel ball, I was coached by men. And so I was always learning tough love, like figure it out. Like I, was, I got used to the yelling, but I knew that it was coming from a good place. Right. So I could handle it. Um, and she was not afraid to yell. She was not afraid to tell her, tell anybody what was on her mind and what needs to be done. But she, but she always came and checked on you. She always made sure that you were okay. And she would know when you weren't okay before you knew that you weren't okay. Um, I knew that I can go and talk to her whenever I wanted. Um, and just for her to push me and to tell me there's more out of you. If she never did that, I don't think I would be where I am today. I am so happy that that she's getting to to be at Texas A&M, and I can't wait to see what she does at that program. I'm going to tell her, and, and I need some tickets so I can come <laughs> watch. I need to see this facility. Yeah. Um, but she she's amazing. Um, she's been in my life since I was in the eighth grade. Um, she knew about all my injuries. She knew how to take care of me. You know, being a catcher, your knees are just busted. Right. Uh, knock on wood. I hope that's wood. Somewhere <laughs> I'll, I'll find wood again. Here, I'll um, knock. I knocked for you. Thank you. Um, I never had any surgeries. I never tore anything, but definitely um, had a lot of pain. But she made sure that I was taken care of um, in a sense of, okay, if Matt, if this is hurting her, we need to figure out an alternate route. So the first couple of years of college, I didn't run because I was in so much pain, like the bone on bone rubbing Oof. both knees. And so we figured out, okay, the bike, the elliptical, um, whatever. And so that, then that became a thing. And, um, I remember this is pro running again was probably the biggest accomplish accomplishment that I had at ASU during quarantine. When I got that trainer, I told him he was like, we're getting on treadmill. And I told him, Jaden, I haven't ran. I don't, I have, I don't run. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? You don't? And he taught me how to run the right way. And he did it in a way that made me feel safe and confident that I wasn't going to hurt myself. Cause then they don't want to get hurt because I, I want to play softball. Right. And remember that I had a different test than everybody else. Everybody had to run shuttle or, or the half gassers and whatnot. And I remember 
coming back. Um, and I slowly started running again at conditioning. I, I mean, I wasn't like full force into it. Like I had a little bit of my own, but I was running again and I was all right, let's do it. So then we went and tested and then obviously the coaches come there and you're like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> your heart starts racing. And you're like, don't fail. And I remember I, you had, it was ga- half gasters and you had to pass eight out of 10 and my, and I was in the 22nd group. So down and back in 20 seconds. And I was, Oh, I'm making this. I remember my last one I sprinted and I, once I finished and knew that I passed, I just kept going. We were in the dome. So on a full size football field, oh, yeah. I kept going. All I said, I just hear coach for scream and clap, like go Maddie. Like, there you go. And I just, I just kept walking and I was crying and I was, um, I just did that. Like, Oh my goodness. And I walked back, could not feel my legs. Like we stretched, <laughs> like I, not have sat down like I can't pull my legs. And I remember and just walking up there and hugging her, and it was just like, um, I just did that. And to see somebody go from where I was to then relearning it all again. I mean, yes, it's not a major thing, but it was to me and for Coach Ford to know my, all of my history with my knees and all the MRIs and. Well, how's Maddie's MRI? Is Maddie okay? Like, just like to know someone cared that much and to just be that proud, you know, again, like mom figure. And it was, it was awesome. You know, hitting multiple home runs. She just looked at me and it it got like, she would always come give me a high five, but then she would look at me like, like not that it was expected out of me, but she knew that it was happening. and, And she just looked at me like, you're you're awesome and i just felt that and i was like i'm awesome like i i just did that i just hit a home run against baylor against my old best friend <laughs> which i love i will always have love for her and um then i remember that whole week we were practicing hitting like 90 mile an hour fastball off a machine and everybody's just hitting their be- the big toe on the right foot instead of the front foot not even in contact and baylor had a pitcher that was throwing like 72 miles an hour Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And then do that. And she looked at me and I was, I just did that. I just want, you know, I just hit a 72 mile an hour drop ball on the outside in a no stride over the fence. I just want you to know that. Wow. She, she was like, oh my God. And it, it was just, it was just awesome. It's just the look in her eyes, like it touched your soul. Mm-hmm. The way that she looked at me, it was Cause she knew everything. She always knew everything. I was, I was talking about everything and no matter if it was softball related or personal related. And it was, she just always had me strive for better and tell me you're going to be okay. That's awesome. Keep, keep going. And so I have the word persevere tattooed on my body. And then, and that's something that and every time I look at that, I, I always think of her because she always told me keep going, you know, yeah. as well as my mom is, but you know, it's when you're away from home and you have that kind of figure, it, yep. it's, it makes all the, all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and of course, last but not least, um, you know her well, Kendra had a birth. <laughs> She's probably at, on the other side of this door right now listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I don't tell him, tell him the dog to be quiet or <laughs> yes. All, all the, all the goldens. I, I don't know what to say about 22. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides that, I will forever be proud of her. Um, you know, everybody's always asked, you know, who's in whose shadow? 
And we bounced around in shadows, honestly. Yeah. I told you earlier about, you know, the being full statement. That's when she, she excelled because she didn't like that, you know, she wanted to strive for greatness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see everything that she's done at ASU, um, you know, the, the hits and solo bases, triples, all this stuff, triple threat, like slappy balls over the fence. Like, there's just stuff that a lot of people can't do um, or don't get the opportunity to do that, that she's done. And to be able to be front row to that and to just watch her excel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she'll ever admit it, but I know that I was probably her biggest fan. And sometimes I was silent about it. Like she'd be up and I'd be sitting on the bench, but I'd be crunched over. Like, let's go to like <laughs> you, you get a job done. You're, you're a little bit over today, and I need you to get ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And I want to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, the tough love. Dinner later, like, <laughs> just hit the ball that's coming right over the plate, please. Just, just, just that one that's over middle, just, just hit it. Just hit it, hard. yeah. yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing, obviously home runs are great, but to watch her run around bases the way that she did, mm. I was just like, oh, there she goes. Good luck. Yep, you're not getting her. Yep. Uh, no, you're not getting her either. I don't care if you're in the outfit. You're not getting she's safe. Like, I think that was huge. Um, and I think, you know, watching her do that, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Because you, you, you watch wide receivers just take off. But yep. yeah. do it in a circle <laughs> on a base path, it's, just, it's like crazy. Um, I just, I don't know. Yep. She... I feel like every time I get asked that question, I get more and more speechless. <laughs> um, but 22 is, she actually wore that number because of cis baits. Oh. She came in and 20 was taken just as well as 23 was taken our first year. So I was 13 and, and she was 22. Um, but she wore 22 because of cis. Right. So we can tie to question number. I don't remember one or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I, I can't even put it into words. The, the mark that she left at ASU is yeah. one thing a lot of people will remember. Um, and I'm just happy that I got to be a part of it. You know, yeah. I remember going through the process with her and I told her it's just as well. I told every coach that I talked to mine and my sister are not a package deal. <laughs> Don't feel the need to, to recruit both of us. Like, and I told her too, is we don't need to go to the same place. Like college is a one-time thing and I want you to go where you want to go. Um, and I feel like when we did commit to Notre Dame that, you know, she was following me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love that place. I mean, that place is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and then I think when we got to ASU, it was kind of like, okay, we're at home. Um, and it was cool. I mean, she did get on my nerves a little bit. Can't, can't like, <laughs> give her that much problem. Uh, she drives me absolutely up a wall. Of and course. Just to say, he is, drove me up a wall today about it is incredible. Okay. I could climb a mountain right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's my sister. She's awesome. Yeah. 22 will always be a mark in somebody's life. It definitely is mine. And I'm just happy that we have to do it together and kind of write our own stories. Yep. But yeah, she's well, cool. I guess. That seems like a, a great way to end her there, Maddie. That's uh, quite a podcast. I got to say that's uh listen, I got to thank you for coming on. This has been 
such a fantastic talk, you know, you know, opening up about everything has been awesome, you know, to hear and, you know, raising awareness for, you know, diabetics and everything. I mean, and talking about your career, but, uh, you know, I wish you nothing but the best going forward with the coaching career, AUX, everything, you know, again, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you and uh, the podcast. I wish you nothing but success. And I hope that many more athletes get to come on and tell their story and you guys get to have a great time just like I did today. Awesome. Thanks, Maddie. Take care. Stepped out of my house in seven days Heaven shaved, heaven showered, heaven changed Same clothes, different day Another good morning, pissed away Hey, got the whole world looking right at me Actually, feels like people starting to look past me I've been around Feels like this just might be a last dance I'm frustrated, I'm past tense I still don't feel like I has been I don't, but it's like a ghost town up in the studio Nobody comes around here no more I guess it's just how the movie go uh, I don't like playing my old friends' new songs They don't listen to rap like back when They all grew up, kinda moved on And how could I blame them, huh? I used to sleep, eat, and breathe this shit But now the older I get I'm questioning if I really needed this I used to stress what people said And what people thought about me Now I worry about if my daughter Can make it home from school without me But still at the same time As I'm writing this rhyme I'm in my kitchen My daughter's trying to tell me about a day I hear but not really listening I'm staring at her But in my head I'm putting these words together I know that I need to do better Cause what I do now could change forever Shadows swimming in my head lately But I don't mind I'm not gonna let me go crazy Not this time These days and musically I feel confused Don't know what I'm like in these days I just think it's time to check all the new shit Plus all of the Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family Or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted Well Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you With a proven track record and multiple awards Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.